Welcome to HIT Podcast, HIT, Human Resources, Insurance, and Technology. I'm your host, Toby Kennedy. As always, we're dropping into your feed on Tuesdays with what I hope are awesomely curated, bite-sized, digestible conversations going on in the space. Today's episode is brought to you by Montage Insurance Solutions. And without any further ado, let me bring in Sue Ben-David. Sue, thank you so much for joining us. Thank you. Thank you for having me. Super excited to have you out. You are an attorney that we have not only worked with, but just from a a reputation standpoint, we were talking a little bit off air and I was like, I really want to make sure I can get Sue Ben-David in this chair. So I'm I'm so excited to have you you out here. And as you know, New year, new rules, new laws. Right? New years, it's going to be a bumpy ride. <laughs> yes, yes. So let's let's bring the audience into the conversation sure. right away. And if you don't mind, real quick, just to give me the quick high level, who's who's Sue? Who, who, who am introduce I? Oh, me. That's wow. right. I, well, I've been doing it for 33, almost 34 years now, yep. practicing yep. law, been a long time. Um, I work at Lewitt Hackman in Encino. I'm the chair of their employment law department. So we have a whole team, and that's all we do is defend companies, management, and counseling, litigation, individual claims, class action lawsuits, and that horrible PAGA, which is uh, a law that most people know about nowadays. So um, all we do is represent companies. And is this management. the one that people, anyone listening, driving, just swerve? And like, PAGA! Yes. Yeah. Well, if you know what it is, you, it's because you've been burned. So, yeah. 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 Right on. Well, you know, I think I appreciate the, the, the quick background just so that everyone knows, hey, listen, we've got a, a you know, a real... Uh, uh, wealth of knowledge. Again, thank you so much for being here, sitting in the chair for us. And I, I, if you don't mind, I'd like to just really just get right into it. Sure. You know, new year, new rules, new laws, brief overview, right? You know, disclaimer, disclaimer, not legal advice sort of a thing, but just to kind of give people a heads up or a, a quick conversation starter, what, what's going on in, in, in the year now? There's a lot going on. The legislature has been pretty bit darn busy. So those of you who are doing uh, personnel uh, handbooks, employee personnel file, personnel records, you're going to have to change policies and really think about some changes effective January 1. I know that this is um, a week into the new year sort of a thing. week into the we new year. The, well, know, they say, listen, if you didn't do it already, now is the best time. Now to do is it. the that's best right. time that's to right. do it. That's right. So what's new? There's a bunch that's new. One is, you know, paid sick leave is going up, and it used to be the state of California had a three-day, 24-hour rule. Mm -hmm. Now it's a five-day, 80-hour rule, so a 40-hour rule rolls over to 80, so that's a big change. Um, So if you have a policy and a handbook, that has to be changed, literally effective January 1. Then... um, there's um, there's a, a rule that is actually re- really requires employers to to take action. Anybody who signed a non-compete mm. in California that is not valid, you have until February 14th to send them a note. Happy Valentine's Day. Happy Valentine's Day. That's right. To say that it's void. Yeah. And otherwise, it can create a whole host of problems. So proactively, they have to send a note out. Proactively. And not just if you happen to have signed one. Can they one. put it on like a Cupid card yeah. that says like, yeah. you know, will you be my void uh, yeah. non-compete? Isn't that crazy? You really have to write it individually per employee, former employees, anybody hired or anybody who has one after January 2022. Or what? Or potentially it's a violation of the law. That's outrageous. So. How, how do you even hunt those people down? Last known address. Send wow. it out to the last known okay. address. And then probably keep a copy that you sent it? Keep a copy. Keep proof. Make sure you send it. I would send it by email, regular mail, FedEx, some sort of proof. <laughs> Tweet of, X or whatever they call yeah, it. Yeah, get, get, send it, it out. out. So we're working on a bunch of that right now because sure. it's a very short window until that date. 
Um, other things, their employers have to put together now, most employers, a violent violence prevention plan. Okay. And this is not a one and done. This is not easy. Yeah. This is a significant program where you have to train your employees. You've got to keep records. You have to keep logs. Yeah. You have to... Uh, each em- employer is going to be a little different. Yeah, and who does this apply to? It applies to almost every employer. Wow. Some employers have their own laws that apply to them, healthcare and what have you. But yeah. almost every employer now has to have a violence prevention plan. Is that in the state workplace. or federal? It's state. Okay, so in the state of California. State of California. Okay. okay, keep going. Yeah. So it, um, it's going to take a lot of work for people to put this together. Yeah. Um, and it, it, like I said, it has to be spelled out. You have to have training. You have to have designated people. You have to have record keeping. If there's an incident, there has to be a log. Then it's what are you going to do if, yeah. if something happens? Is this workplace? building off something that's existing, or are many employers going to have to start this from scratch? Are there templates? Or? They, we expect, or we hope that the state will give us some templates. Okay. Um, there probably will be templates sold from different organizations who are doing this yeah. as a, a part of their business. This feels like as good a time as any to plug you, by the way. So like, if people want to reach out, yeah. are, are you guys going to be able to help them with templates? Yeah, we're, we're working on it. Okay. We are definitely working on it. So yeah. thank you for that. Oh, of course. Um, yeah, so that's a, it's kind of a big deal, and people need yeah. to really keep that in mind. Um, so that's one. Yes. Another one. Then what comes to mind? There's so many, by the way. This right, I'm like, this I, whole, I wanted to do this episode, but now yeah, I'm like, you I know mean, what? <laughs> can this, I just bury my head in this? Yeah. yeah. Well, this what I'm talking about is really a two-hour speech. I know. You know I know. Thank you for drill down into a couple of minutes. Something else that has that, that's a new law that's um, starting in January is this rebuttable presumption law, and what this means is if an employer takes adverse, if an employee engages in protected activity of a certain kind, in other words, they complain that their wages were discriminatory, sure. okay. certain uh-huh. certain activities under the labor code, and within 90 days after that protected activity, mm-hmm. there's now adverse action. They're yep. fired, they're demoted, something yep. happens. The law now says those, it's because of the protected activity. Oh. It's a presumption that that the employer now has to rebut. So normally, I'll back up real quick. Normally, in a lawsuit, the person who sues, who is the plaintiff, has the burden of proof. Right. They have the burden of proving beyond a preponderance of the evidence, 50% in a feather. With this presumption now, the burden shifts to the employer to prove that their termination... So if an employee complained about XYZ that's protected, that person now has a 90-day golden calf window where you can't do anything... And if you do, if you were going to fire, demote, do something anyways, you kind of need to be super duper careful and or be able to prove, like you said, prove that yep. you didn't do it for that reason. That it, that it was unrelated to whatever their protected activity was. Whew. Correct. Which really is boils down to documentation, right? Employers need to document. If you're about sure. to fire somebody because they weren't performing. Yeah. The non-performance should be documented. Sure. You know, it is HR 101. Right, right, but We see right. that. We see employers mess up in this area all the time. It's sure. like, I wish, I always get those calls. <clears throat> you know, hey, I wanted to fire this employee. And then they walk in and next thing you know, something happened. Something. Yeah, something right, happened, yeah, right, right? Right, right. And um, I said, did you document it? Well, not really. Well, thought you about know, it. Thought yeah. about <laughs> it. Thinking about it. You know, there's that old rule. If it's not in writing, it didn't happen. That's right. That's yeah. right. Yeah. I have a corollary to that. If it's not yeah. written well, please don't put it in writing. Yeah. Oh, yeah. You know? Yeah. No, that's a good point, too. Yeah, yeah that's right. You've got Because that, oh, honestly, in some ways, that can do you worse, right? Do you oh, more my gosh. Harm you... Yes. Yes. 
You look like you have like a thousand examples. I, I, I was on the phone prior to, prior to being here today. And yes, that was like, oh my God, I wish you hadn't sent that. Yes. You know, yeah. So be careful what you write. Emails, yeah. texts, instant messaging, Slack messages, yeah. postings. You know, What do they say? It's like every single thing you write, picture like this really monotone judge reading it in court to like a or court worse yeah. blowing it up on the big in a big powerpoint in front of the jury yeah yes, yeah yeah no oh gosh it's such a, there's so many mind fills well okay so we, we've talked about a couple horribly uh terrifying uh monsters under the bed i assume that the state of california and or uh, any federal rules they weren't done at that. oh we're not done there's 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 <laughs> a lot more that's 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 out there you know of course minimum wage goes up yeah. it's going up and to what? 16? 16 for the state. Yep. But the city and the county and all sorts of Of Los Angeles up, specifically. City of LA, yep. county of LA, as well as cities up and down the state of California have their own minimum wage. Yeah. And a lot of times the minimum wage doesn't depend on where the employer is. It depends where the employee is working. Right. And post-COVID, people scatter to the wind, right? And there you go. So yep. people working at home. They could be in the city of L.A. even if your office is outside. Yeah. And so they get the greater, the, the higher dollar amount. Yeah. Or if they're working up in San Francisco, yeah. or the Bay Area, again, the higher dollar amount. And there's the whole Healthy San Francisco thing, just PSA on that from a health insurance standpoint. Yeah, so each of these different cities, counties, right. you know, fiefdoms have their own little rules that you need to know. Right. And yeah. so I, I always joke that, you know, if you're in this, if you think you can get away with $16 an hour and you're paying a driver, in city of LA, who's outside the city, but they're driving. If they work two hours within a particular work week within the geographic boundaries of yeah. the city, they're in the city. Yeah, and they need to get paid the city's rates. Rates. So, what's going to happen is the the wages are going to go up yeah. across the board for everybody because yeah. compliance. You know, is compliance. We need to make sure everybody's in compliance. So they're going to do the, the minimum that satisfies all the local rules. Right, right, yeah. right, right, right. Yeah, mm -hmm. I mean, obviously that's best practices. Yeah. yeah. We're still seeing a ton of mistakes on wage and hour issues. Sure. So if I had to say today, still the two areas of the law that we're still seeing violations, it's wage and hour, meal breaks, rest breaks, overtime, record keeping, which triggers all those potential penalties is on the one hand. And then the second is managing employees in terms of their leaves, their you know, mm -hmm. the FMLA, the mm -hmm. CIFRA, the disability leaves, the workers' comp, pregnancy, yeah. all of that. Those are the two areas that I see employers still struggling in terms of their compliance. Yeah, well, stay tuned to the HIT podcast when we have Sue Ben David back out, specifically <laughs> to talk wage and hour and specifically yeah. to talk leave management. Today's topic of the sort of like legal update, yeah. I guess, uh, so to speak. Is there any other kind of big nuggets you want to make sure that the audience gets to hear yeah, about? There's some rules about criminal background checks. Okay. So some regulations came out that require very specific steps to be taken before you decline someone employment. Mm. And so basically, if you offer conditionally offer someone employment subject to them passing a background check, you get that background check. You can't just say, oh, you have a conviction. You're fired. It's the whole process Yikes. of assessing it, giving them an opportunity to respond, then reassessing based on what they said, then making a determination, then communicating the determination. So there's all sorts of rules, both city and state now. Yeah. Um, and do they yeah. need to offer that conditional offer before they can do the background check? Definitely. They should not. Even if somebody volunteers that they have a criminal background, you need to put yeah. up your stop sign and say, yeah. no, no, no. Let's first talk about your skills, your ability to do the job. Yeah. Then conditionally offer. 
Yeah. Don't put them to work until the background check is completed and you've done the process. Do the conditional offer. Do the get all the forms signed. Get the authorization. Do the background check, and then this whole process of assessment and reassessment. Only then can you rescind the offer if it's still if if you can satisfy all the rules. So it's it's big process. So, if, so if that's someone, new too. If someone gets into that space, that's call sue territory, right? Where they go, golly gosh. <sighs> You know, I, I had this person, I gave the conditional offer, I got back the background check, and yeesh, I don't like it. Can you talk me through right. yeah. how to do the assessments and things right. like that? Right, and definitely. There's some definite markers, things that you need to look at, and procedures in writing that need to be done and followed so that later on, if you do decide to rescind the offer, you can show compliance with the various with these regulations right. and all the steps that need to be taken. And this is both city of LA and now the state yeah. both have all of these processes in place. Yikes. Yeah. I, I hesitate easy. to ask, what else? <laughs> what, <laughs> what else on the list? <laughs> oh, gosh, there's so there's just so many things. A lot of we're, we're going to see there's another law in the books where public prosecutors will now have the ability to prosecute employers for wage and hour violations. So you have employers could really be attacked from the labor commissioner, public prosecutors, the employees themselves, all focus on the wage and hour. So that's why I'm saying if if you're if you're not in compliance with keeping track and meal breaks and rest breaks and overtime and yeah. all of that, it's really do do an audit. Yeah. Check check what you're doing. Make sure that you're in compliance. Yeah. See if you can pass the test. Right. Because yeah. I will look at records and I'll I'll be able to spot when I see violations. So if I, you know if everybody's taking their lunch breaks exactly from twelve to twelve thirty, twelve to twelve thirty, twelve every single day. Unrealistic, it, right? It doesn't look right. Yeah. Maybe maybe it's true. Maybe it is true. But ask, I, I need to ask the question. Yeah, yeah. Right? Show me that security footage. Yeah. <laughs> What's really going on here? Yeah. Oh, so interesting. Yeah. Um, well, the, you know, and the problem with all of these laws for yeah. employers is, first of all, compliance is a lot cheaper than litigation. And when you're in litigation and there's a lawsuit or, or a claim from a government yeah. agency, uh, the penalties are really high, yeah. and the fees and the interest and the penalties they stack. Yeah, and uh, so you could have a a low violation translate to a pretty high claim dollar yeah. wise. Yeah, yeah. So and that's often, at least in my limited experience, that sometimes that's even driven by an employee who's like, "I was fired for you know they don't like me, and I was wrongful termination." And the attorneys are like, "Nah, eh, maybe maybe not. Let me see your pay stub, right?" I mean, oh my god, I literally have. <laughs> And plaintiffs' attorneys who have told me that almost verbatim. Yeah, they call it you know fishing in a barrel. Yeah. Um. So yeah, the claim came to me to claim he was wrongfully terminated, but I didn't think he had a case. But then I asked him for the pay stubs. Yeah. And there you go. Yeah. 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 So as an employer, like you're saying, not only is compliance cheaper than all the consequences, but you know if you think you know your employees aren't gonna raise an issue, the, the attorneys might. The attorneys might be the ones proactively tapping them on the shoulder in in some cases, yeah. right? To, yeah. Let them know. For sure, for sure. So there's a lot of laws that came out this year that really were telling employers you need to update your handbooks. Yeah, yeah. Um, I've mentioned some of them. Yeah. Um, reproductive loss is a new leave law. That yeah, we, yeah, uh, that's right. That's that? right. Yeah. Unpack that for me. That's that's folks that maybe they had a miscarriage or Mis something along right. those lines. Right. So there's that. That's a new law that allows people to have time off. What does that so, look like? If you don't mind unpacking that a little bit further for me. So it's a five day. It, it, it depends on the circumstances, but generally it's up to five days. Yeah. It could be more depending on if there's multiple events in a year. Right. Um, they can use their vacation. They can use their sick. There's no retaliation. There's confidentiality requirements. So and what all does it apply to? It, 
What do you mean? So it's like if folks had a miscarriage, if folks right, failed to get an adoption go through or isn't it like a, it's broader than I, than that? No. Yes. It's broader than it's ex, it is a, a, any form of reproductive loss. Right. Okay. Okay. Right? Okay. And the reproductive loss is specifically defined in the statute. Okay. okay. Um, the primary uh, people who are going to be beneficiaries of this law are the, those who miscarry. Because right, apparently right. there's a large percentage, according to the legislature's analysis, yeah. of pregnancies that end in miscarriage. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. So that's going to be the primary beneficiary of that particular legal yeah, law. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, gosh, that's fascinating. And sorry, that's a state law? That's right? a state law. Yeah, too. yeah, mm-hmm. Okay. Um, anything else we want to touch on before? I, and, and again, maybe really quickly, how can folks get a hold of you? Because this is, like you said, this is a two-hour conversation. It is that a we're two-hour putting into a hit yeah. podcast. Yeah. Um, so I'm in Encino. Yep. So my, my you want the Absolutely. phone Absolutely. Fire away. Okay. You want. The phone number is 818-907-3220. I'm definitely findable all over the web. Yep. Sue Ben David. Yep. The firm is Lewitt Hackman yep. in Encino. Yep. And I have a whole team of people that, that work with me. I have associates and clerks. and So people team. want to dive further. That's a good way to do that. And maybe just, you know, one last on the way out the door here. Is there anything else we didn't touch on that you want to tell people, listen, from a from a 2024 legal update standpoint, again, you can contact me if you want to get deeper. But just while I got your ear, ladies and gentlemen, here's one last thing I want to mention. Or Well, I think of all the things that I've mentioned, um, the, the front burner is, of course, the paid sick because yep. that has to be changed ASAP. Yep. Yes, sir. Um, it has to be on your pay stub, so which means people need to proactively get that taken care of so that it shows that you're compliant. And um, getting that violence prevention plan in place yeah. is going to take some work. Yeah. And people really need to get moving on that if they yeah. haven't already. And sending out those notices to people who have non-competes, I think those are the front burner Yep. items yep. really yep love that um, happy valentine's yeah. day we have a right. compete. that's right cool <laughs> well thank you so much thank for joining you. us i appreciate it i look forward to like i said potentially getting you back in the chair for some of these deep dives i know wage and hour is always a major issue i know legal law compliance is always mm-hmm. a major issue but as far as the brief overview of, of some of the front burner stuff i love that yeah. term literally legal a update. snapshot yeah yeah, yeah 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 thank you so much Same. that's all the time we have uh, join us next week tuesday join us every tuesday and until next week Make this the best weekend.